Well, hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Single Moms Conversations with Kina. And yes, this podcast is for us and by us. How you doing? How you doing? Happy Saturday. I am late. I am late. I'm late. I'm like the rabbit from um, Alice in Wonderland. I'm late. I'm late. I'm late. I'm late. I really wanted this podcast to be out earlier because I just wanted to just touch base on a few things. One, happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. I hope you have some great, awesome plans for you, yourself, and your children. Right? I really, really do. Um... Are you cooking tonight for tomorrow? Like, what are we doing? No, some people do it, some people don't. Some people just get up early and make a great Sunday dinner and have enough for Monday, right? (laughs) Cook in bulk. That's what I do. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to cook in bulk. There's always a freezer. Look, if you see it's not being eaten, take it and put it inside that little freezer, right? I used to have that um, vacuum sealer. And I would seal it up and then take it out and heat it up. And there you go, food, 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 food. We always look for ways to cut corners in terms of work at home and take the path of least resistance, right? How does that sound? Does that sound good to you? It sounds awesome, awesome, awesome to me. Um, In today's um, podcast, I would like to speak to you ladies about our children, if that's okay. Is that fine? It's okay. And I just want you to know that I come from a place of love. You are safe here. You are safe here. I come from a place of love. Thank you. Thank you to all the new listeners again. Okay. We are growing. Okay. Don't let me start singing. Y'all know I think I'm a singer. So I'll start singing. Okay. But we are growing. We are growing fast. We are growing steady. And that's what I like. That's what I like. Well, I'm not going to say fast, fast, but we are growing at a rate that I didn't imagine. But eh, I guess, you know what? Some things have to be said, and I think you like me. I think you like my personality. I think you like me. I like you. I love you guys. But let's get into this. Can we get into this? All right. And if I'm speaking too fast, hit me up at reallykina at gmail.com and say, hey, Kina, I like you and everything, but you talk so fast that I don't I don't get it. <laughs> Let me know I'm reachable As I tell you all I'm reachable But some of you just want to listen and go on I appreciate you But I would appreciate you more Is if you're getting any value from this Share this with your friends And start a conversation with your homegirls Your lady friends Say listen mother You know I was listening to this lady You know she kind of an OG (laughs) She speak nice but I don't know I don't know her like that You know she got a nice tone and she got this weird little giggle when she's dropping jewels, you know. <laughs> but listen, this is what she said. If you if you liking this, talk to your friends about it. Share the podcast with them. We got to get this going. But let's talk. Can we? I do want to speak about our children and the roles that our older children have in our homes. Can can we can we get this going? Can we talk? Can we do some real, real, real talk for real, for real? And I'm going to, some of you are not going to like what I'm saying. Some of you may agree. Some of you may not agree. But this is why this is a conversation, right? Because I, 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 I can't even tell you how many times I've done this podcast because I don't want to come and, you know, be so rough. You know, I feel that you guys face so much in the world. You don't need me. You don't need me to be rough with you, right? 
You know, you know what I'm saying? Everybody needs that soft, soft place to land. You know? So, this is the word. <laughs> this is the word today. I need my mommies, anybody who hears this podcast, right? I need you to promise me, promise yourself, and promise your children that you will allow them to be children for as long as they would like to be children. You, you get where I'm going? Promise me that you will respect the age and the stage that they're in, right? Can you, can you promise that? Understand that your nine-year-old is nine and they think like a nine-year-old and just a few years ago, they was four. <laughs> and just a few years before that, they was two years old. I need you to look at it like that. And just respecting where they are and not expecting them to take on the roles of the other parent as they get older in the home is crucial for their development. So I want to talk about that. I want to talk about that because it does happen. I've seen it, ladies. And it might not be you, but I've seen it time and time again where we have an older sibling be responsible for the welfare of the younger sibling. Now, don't get me all in. Don't get all in your feelings now. Don't, don't do that. I'm not speaking about riding bikes in the park. In the backyard, preferably, where you can see them. You know, I'm big with the security. I'm not speaking about that. What I'm speaking about is older siblings, 10 years old, 9 years old, 8 years old, being expected to be mindful of a toddler and to be able to control and watch a toddler and care for a 2-year-old. I've seen it time and time again. If there's any moms out there, there's a difference between keep your eye on him while I run to the bathroom and why did you let him do that? Why? You're sitting right there. Like, why didn't you let, you know what I'm saying? There's a difference in the two. I've also seen young children be responsible for all the cooking and all of the cleaning in the house. That's not their age. It's not their stage. It's not. There's a difference between let's get together and I'll show you how to make a cookie and go in there and cook that dinner. Go in there and cook that food. You better go in there and cook. You better go in. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. It is disgusting. It is disgusting. The problem comes in is when we expect young children to carry on the responsibilities that another adult in the home should carry on, they're never going to do it, right? They're not supposed to. It's not their age. It's not their stage. It's not their responsibility. But what we're teaching them is to go against everything that's natural inside of them, right? And we're not giving them something that's based on their age and their stage. What we're giving them is an adult responsibility because we chose to have other children. Oh, 
uh-oh now uh-oh uh-oh okay i might be saying something ruffling someone's feathers i had this conversation the other day and let me tell you something my mommies really respect me because when it, my mouth goes it goes honey it goes and i had to explain to one she didn't ask you to have that baby you asked yourself to have that baby i'm so sorry you are in your situation but that child is not the child to do adult things for your child i've seen it time and time again where is if you get a sibling group in your you know in the facility i would watch the group because i'm trained to watch you know so i would watch the group to see if one of the children was the mother see y'all y'all ready for me come on we got to get into this come on let's go let's go let's go it might be a part two to this because it goes deep because this is culture this is curses it's a lot that goes into this and i've seen it and i would watch and i would say up oh, there she is there's the mother the mother could be a boy or girl but it's the person that's being given all of the responsibility that the mother cannot do or will not do because not just because there's an adult child in the house you know you made them adult. doesn't mean that the mother can't do it sometimes she doesn't want to i've seen that i've seen it i've seen it i've seen it so as a person who has seen it, when I first started encountering it, I would just say, you're a child, go play. You're not responsible for cleaning his nose. I can do that. You're your child, go play. I need you to go play. I need you to be with the big kids. I need you to go play. You don't have to hover over this child. You will not get in trouble here. You don't have to do this. You know, or they were running, go to the, the, the diaper bag. I'm like, here, here you go. I, I can change. Don't worry. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You're fine just like this. And you will always have to talk the child down. What I later learned to do, especially depending on how on guard the child parent was was I learned to address the child parent and it sounds crazy but I would say to her or him I'm only going to change you know wipe his nose or I'm going to wipe his nose you see it's a little messy and they bet mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and once they saw I would care for the child they would go on to start playing it was two ways I, I would deal with this and I trained the staff look we have to watch out for this we have to look out for it but I also would talk to the parents the same way I'm speaking to you I would say I don't know what's going on but I find it a little strange that you know your bigger child is always uh, overly involved with the caring of the younger siblings in other words I see you I see and I would tell him it has to stop it has to stop now this could be again because the mother can't or it could be because she wants to sleep late she wants to lay in bed she doesn't want to move she feels she got up and she worked all week and she doesn't want to do it and she's passing the buck on to the older children when you do that again this is not play ball with your brother while you're out in the yard, I'm going to run inside for a minute. Keep your eye on your brother. This is different from that. 
This is different from that. This is even different from sit with your, like a 15 year old sitting with an eight year old waiting, you know, while they get off the school bus and they sit there and wait and mom is home in a half an hour. This is different from that. This is more like it's a mini parent because they have been trained to be many parents to the younger children and it's a travesty because you're pulling away from the childhood and the innocence of the child it's an innocence that's being pulled away from the child when you do this this is different from another set of eyes you know what i'm saying because bigger siblings are gonna watch out for siblings that's life but there's a difference there's a difference and here, oh, he's crying, he needs a bottle. <laughs> and we're like, oh, okay. Oh, because he had this bottle earlier, so he is going to need this bottle now. <laughs> okay. You, you get where I'm going with this? I know some people are going to be like, but what if they seen the mom do it? No, no, no. There's a difference. There is a difference. Let me tell you something. I have three daughters. They're seven years apart. They were never given a responsibility of caring for each other. I was the mom. I cared for, for the girls. As hard as it was and as tight as I would be, I knew nobody asked me to have these babies. Those girls didn't ask me to have these babies. Had, no. They did not say, uh, Mommy, please. Okay? They was like, oh, wow. <laughs> you know? And... I can assure you, especially my second daughter and my third daughter, they are six years apart. She never knew her feeding schedule because she did not care. She was too busy worrying about, what was that song? The Glamorous, <laughs> The Glamorous. She was too busy doing, watching her videos and dancing and playing in the snow. She had her own things to think about. She had her own things, really. You know, I was, this, these kids are selfish too, and I'm playing, but... I'm saying this to say you basically rob the children of the childhood when this is done and this can be a travesty to a child. I was that child. I think that's why I can see it and recognize it so well. And my mom worked part time when she worked and I had a stepdad, but I was the oldest girl. So it was expected for me to be the second mom or the second caregiver to my sister. So my sister says all the time um you're my sister mommy and she told people that's my sister mommy she raised me i shouldn't have been raising my sister that's why i said it could be because the mother has to and it could be because she want to oh yeah i have seen it i've seen parents who will purposely work a second shift because they don't want to get up in the morning and they have small children or younger children or older child and then they have like maybe two younger children right so let's say they have a 14 year old a 15 year old and they have a a let's say a six-year-old that's perfectly legal right that's legal that's legal for them to be home but is it right so the 15 year old doesn't get to be a teenager doesn't get to have freedom from a whole entire child you're grooming the child to be you know what i'm saying is it resonating with anybody i'm not saying a person who have to do the shift i'm saying i've seen people who want to do the shift and you're like how do you figure that don't you have a small kid like don't you have like the, oh no don't don't worry his brother got him and i'm like okay but is that right like does that make sense to you Shouldn't you want to be home during the most crucial times of the day 
that 3 to 6 p.m. when those children get out of school is the most crucial times of the day. So what do we do, ladies? What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Right? What do we do? If you are that mother, if you are that mother who was culturally trained to give the responsibility to the oldest child, she's 11, she's cleaning the whole house and cooking a whole damn meal. Uh Uh-uh. My kids would barf at the sides of their mouth. They would die if they, <laughs> right? It's the truth. It's the truth. Now it's different. Me and my girls, we get together. The other day we made, um, we made curry chicken and roti. It's one of my favorite things to eat. They eat it all up. You know, like we got to make double portions because they, they real greedy when it comes to this. And I just started making it. They automatically came and they just started pulling dough and rolling dough because this is what we do. We do it together. Do I expect them to sit when they were younger to make a whole meal like that? No, it's a lot of work. It's intricate steps. But I know, I know of people who they really, really want to get and get down there and feed my kids. I've heard it said, and it's like, That's the most disgusting stuff I have ever, ever, ever seen because you're robbing the child of their whole, their their life. You're taking it from them. For what reason? They didn't ask to, they didn't ask for this. They didn't, they really, really, really didn't ask for it. And again, I'm talking about a seven, eight year old that knows how to make breakfast for their sibling, dress them. I've Listen, you all know somebody like this. They've dressed the child. They can keep the house clean. And you're thinking, who manufactured this this child? Like, this is a robot. How, how did you get this done? And they don't, those children, they don't even know how to play. This is the crazy part. They have to learn how to play with other children their age. They don't really, they know how, but they don't really know how. Does that make sense? Because they're trained not to do that. So they don't know. They'll be on the sides, they'll see them more to themselves, or they'll go back to what they know and they'll be with the younger kids and be around their mother and the younger kids. (laughs) And you're like, no, 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 go play. No, 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 go play. But this is where they're comfortable because this is where they get their accolades from their their parents or this is where they, you know, they feel comfortable because this is what they know. This is this is definitely what they know. But I can tell you, when you do things like this, you are itching for a problem. You're itching for low self-esteem. You're itching for a whole, just a slew of wanting false accolades because they're taught um, silly things like you're the good one because you're doing all of these things that adults should do you're the good child you're the responsible one oh thank you so much and they look for these things they look to be people pleasers they look for all of this and i'm can i can tell you they grow up and they feel a lot of resentment and they come back because i know some adults i know some people their adult children are coming back and they're telling them you what you did to me was wrong I should have never been doing this and doing that when I as I got older now I have my own children as so this is what happened with me I was thinking looking at my kids saying this is a kid like there's no way like I should have been doing all of these things at her age there's no way I should have been taking my sister to daycare why am I taking her to daycare (laughs) 
<laughs> I shouldn't have been taking her to daycare. I was not that much older than her, dropping her off, you know. And like I said, these children, they grow up to be people pleasers. They always want to be a problem solver, caretaker. Um, they're very codependent in relationships because this is what they look for. And another sad part is that these children, they grow up to silence their own desires, these, their wants, their needs. They, they silence that because they have to please the parent and what they want. They want another mini adult in the house. And I hope I'm making some sense. I mean, have we all heard that term? Oh, she's so grown. I was always told I was grown. I'm like, yeah, because I'm old. <laughs> I'm older than you. <laughs> I was always old. I was always somebody's mother. And yes, I was. I remember I was a people pleaser. I was a peacemaker. I was always the person to make sense. You could come to me. I map it out for you and scope it out for you because I was young. I had to go beyond my years to make sure things got done so I wouldn't get in trouble. I didn't want my mother mad at me. You know what I'm saying? You see, it, it goes deep. It goes really, really, really deep. But I had to learn to shift it. And we don't want that conversation. If you're doing this, please stop. Because you don't want that conversation coming back to you. And let me tell you something. As an African-American woman, I have had my own folk say to me, your kids are spoiled. And I'm like, spoiled how? <laughs> how are they spoiled? They, they take care of themselves They do what they're supposed to do My house isn't dirty um, They're in college They they work little part-time jobs if they want to Or they work with me in the business Like, what's spoiled to you? Because I'm not running them like a slave in the house Okay, because I'm not calling them from another room to get a remote Like, okay And I also remember when Because um, I don't know if I told you guys this I used to when I was young Because I was old I would sneak into all the clubs right? So Chow, Let me tell you That's a whole nother podcast I was old So By the time I got like 14 There was really not much you could tell me I knew to work I knew to get my money I knew to buy my own clothes I knew to do things Because I was always old And when I was 15 I worked And I brought my sister clothes And it was me and my sister You know what I'm saying But because I was old, I did old people stuff. I hung out. <laughs> I used to sneak into clubs. I would go party, chow. We was in the tunnel. We was all over the place, just all over Manhattan. I shouldn't have been all over Manhattan, Harlem. It was crazy. I would be everywhere. I was everywhere, and I was in clubs for a long time, up until I had my daughter. And, and I was 21 when I had her. I remember I had it out my system. Like I could go out like once a month. And I would go to a lounge or something like that, a movie or whatever. And that was it. I kind of, I partied so much, I had it out my system. Like, it was like, I don't know. It was, out, it was, it was out of my system. It happened. So I remember, you know, some girls, good, good girlfriends, they want to get together, what have you. And they want to go. And I'm like, no, I'm good. It was like, if I was you, I would be out all the time. And I was like, how? I have kids in my house. Like, how? They was like, yeah, but your daughter, she's 16. I said okay They was like so yeah she's 16 So you could you like free You could do whatever you want to do Because she's I'm telling you I kid you not This is what they said to me And I had to tell them honestly Like no I don't do that to her it's, those children are not her responsibility They are my responsibility I gave birth to them She did not Now sometimes yeah Sometimes But 
I can't be out all the time. I can't hang out all the time. In fact, I don't even like hanging out all the time because y'all was window watchers. Y'all sat in the windows. I was outside. I was all over the place because I was so old. It was really not much she could tell me after a certain point because I was never a kid. <laughs> I was not I wasn't a kid I went from playing with mud patties with my best friend Nikki and then next thing you know I I'm a mom to my sister yeah yeah that's how it went could you imagine that so ladies don't don't do it to your kids I'm I'm firsthand I'm a firsthand survivor of it do not do it to your kids let them grow up as slowly as they can you promised me let them take their time let them be kids what they said where a kid could be a kid let the kid be a kid and don't give them the responsibilities that you chose okay did i sum it up i feel like i was rambling i'm not sure <laughs> but i hope you get me i hope you get me but i did not forget i will be doing a black history moment can i do it can i do it can i do it can i do it all right now i like this come up with things that you normally won't see and it's not in our faces and 10 years from now it'll be a book i mean not a book it'll be a movie right but i want to talk about the harlem hellfighters i almost called them the harlem hellcats but these are the harlem hellfighters okay now this is just brief and i need you to you know what you can look it up you can look it up you can go on out there and look it up okay the harlem hellfighters were an african-american infantry unit in world war one and they spent more time in combat than any now let's keep in mind the era this was during the jim crow era when they did not let black infantry fight they went in basically um to be i, I want to say it <laughs> But they had to doing the jobs that no one else wanted to do in the military. And they were treated like second-class citizens in the military as well as it was segregated. They could not, they didn't allow them to sleep in the same barracks or anything like that. So we need to understand the times that we were in and what they accomplished. So basically the legendary Harlem Hellfighters, they broke a, a whole color barrier and they changed how black people would be looked at in the military in the United States from henceforward. And this might sound foreign or strange if you're from another country, you know, but not too long ago, the African-American was not a citizen of this country, right? They weren't a citizen. And when they let them have citizenship, they were treated horribly like this. But nevertheless, they said this was a fierce and awesome team. This was a fierce and awesome infantry. And they were the longest to stay out there. And they put in work. Okay, so big up to them. want to thank you so much uh, for your work for our country. Um, also, the Harlem Hellfighters became one of the most decorated American combat units serving in World War II. We need to understand what these men did. Not only were they not supposed to go in, you know, into battle, according to Jim Crow, according to all of these horrible things that were in place after slavery, these men proved that they were the best of all of of everyone okay so i just want to put that out there i hope i said it right like i had to record that part over and over again you know side note because i kept putting hellcat 
I kept saying Hellcat. And I'm like, no, girl. You got to say Hellfighters. You cannot say Hellcat. We will not be disrespectful, right? But I want to thank you so much for listening. If you have gotten any value from this podcast, right? I hope I didn't step on too many toes. Right, but think about what you're doing, ladies. I love you. I love you on my heart and soul. And I want to thank you so much again. And I will talk to you soon. Peace.